From the Tiger Cats Audio Network, this is Tiger Cats Game Day with Bubba O'Neill and Courtney Stephen. Hey everyone, welcome to Tiger Cats Game Day. I'm RJ Brighthead filling in for Bubba O'Neill, and he is Courtney Stephen. Hamilton Ticats, great defensive bank, and now retired. And what a year to retire, Courtney. So predictable, the CFL. How about last night? Ottawa beats Montreal. I mean, my mind was blown. I didn't think it was going to happen. East semifinal at Tim Hortons Field now, which is great. But how surprised were you that Ottawa came out with that victory? It was one of those ones where I was almost ready to go to bed. Uh, I thought that Ottawa couldn't pull anything out of the hat because, you know, they hadn't really got much going all game. And then next thing you know, the tables turn. There's a late fumble. Uh, they march all the way down the field, go for two. And all of a sudden, the, the Ticats are waking up and wondering if they needed to be getting themselves fired up before bed last night. It's, it's going to be one of those games today where one team is sitting a lot of players because they've already clinched. And the other team was getting ready to fight for their home field. But now that gift has been delivered. I wanted to see if uh, these guys can still come with the fire today, if they're, they're still going to be as highly motivated and fighting for that prize that was there, you know, just less than 24 hours ago. Yeah, no kidding. What a difference. Friday, this game had all the importance in the world. That home playoff game, so important. You want to play at home. And then all of a sudden, Ottawa with, with a, a gutsy move by Paul Apolisa, that two-point convert at the end. One play to win or lose the game, and, and they did it. So that's going to be heartbreaking for Montreal. Just want to remind our listeners that Tiger Cats pregame with Louis B., Andy Fantuz, Natalie Sexton will be one of their guests. Coach Sal, David Bastel, and Luke Mullender will talk about the Riders. So Tiger Cats pregame, that's at 3 o'clock Eastern, an hour before kickoff. We talked about it, Courtney, that this game doesn't have the massive importance for the Tiger Cats anymore. But how important is it maybe mentally going into the playoffs on a win rather than two losses in a row? You have to get momentum at this time of the year. The teams that are flat, are going to be packing up garbage bags and, and booking plane tickets sooner than later. So you can't really <laughs> afford to uh, take your foot off the gas, especially a team like Hamilton that has such a disappointing loss against Toronto. Um, it's a team that they know they're going to see again. And so for this one, maybe it's not for the standings. Maybe it's not for home field advantage, but this is a game that you have to win for the locker room, for the momentum, for the morale. Going into the playoffs, you need to have some fire under you uh, to keep you going. Yeah, absolutely. So, and the Tiger Cats have, have had a an interesting season in that sense. And I want to get your opinion on it, Courtney, because in a weird way, the losses have come at good times before buys. They've lost to Toronto three times, which, again, in a weird way, might be a good thing when it comes playoff time, if the Tiger Cats can get to that East final, there certainly will be some revenge. They won't be taking Toronto lightly. They'll, they'll want to have that game at, uh, at Tim Hortons field, but they've also accomplished all their goals along the way, pretty much wanted to make the playoffs, wanted to host a playoff game. So despite the injuries, the ups and downs, it's still been a successful season for the Tiger Cats. Hey, RJ, no one said that it had to be pretty. As long as you get to the dance, then you have a chance to, you know, make all your dreams come true. And that's what it's about in the CFL. Sometimes you start the season 
and you go out west on a road trip during the tail end of the pandemic and you get smashed by Calgary and Saskatchewan, it wakes you up a little bit. You're going through O-line issues. Your star players, Braylon Addison, is not playing. You got, you know, different quarterbacks in the game. You're going to your third string and David Wofford. The season's had a number of storylines. And I think if you told the Ticats, you know, we're going to have a chance to host a playoff game at Tim Hortons Field that we can give ourselves an opportunity to advance in these playoffs, they would have taken that. You know, especially at a yep. time when things were not looking as good. So I know there's a lot of things changed in the team. Um, this week, you're getting Don Jackson back. You still don't have uh, Frankie Williams in the lineup. Uh, a guy like Darius Sirocco is going to be a game time decision. But the team is f- getting back to its peak form. Uh, you got a lot of players who are really emerging, like a Tim White, somebody who showed up this year, stepped into a role. In, uh, he's carried the load pretty well. Um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see the changes that I've made and how at this point in the year, can they get some chemistry going? I'm looking for uh, Michael Domagala. I want to see him step up, the young rookie out of Carlton. The coaches have a lot of confidence in the development that he's been doing while he's been waiting in the wings. And, and to be quite honest, going up against a Saskatchewan team that has one of the best kickers that we've seen lately um, in Brett Lawther, a guy who's an ex Ticat, a roommate of mine. We came into the league together. This guy has quite oh, wow. a story. Yeah. We, we came into the league together. He was on the outside looking in. He got into one or two games. I think he, you know, he missed a couple. He made a couple, fell out of the league for about three to four years, came back, and now he's kicking uh, 84%, right? So yeah. he wanted to get her take that. Absolutely. And so one of the better kickers in the league going up against a rookie in the league, I think it's not necessarily about how it starts. It's about how it finishes. If that's anything we can pull from Brett Lauder's story and from what the Ticats have seen this season um, is going to be an interesting game and not one that the Ticats have played yet this year, a West opponent. There wasn't that much travel this season. Um, I'm just interested to see how they're able to keep that edge, knowing that they've already clinched that home field game. Yeah, it'll be fascinating today at 4 o'clock Eastern time. By the way, on Tiger Cats postgame, you can win tickets to the Eastern semifinal at Tim Hortons Field. Imagine that, free tickets. And then on Tiger Cats today, all week with Louis B, you'll have a, another chance every day to win a pair of tickets. So tune into Tiger Cats Audio Network. Lots of chance to get free tickets to Tim Hortons Field. I want to ask you about a couple of guys you talked about, Courtney. Uh, Don Jackson, special guy. I, I love talking to him. He just is one of those guys that make you you feel better about yourself after you talk to him. Just a, a real pleasant man. Uh, now, he's probably not 100%. Maybe a lot of players aren't. But will this affect the amount of reps he gets, in your opinion, in today's game now that the Tiger Cats have clinched and keep him fresh for the semifinal? Well, you know what? He's proven to be such a valuable asset to this team. I think that, you know, not playing as much during the season, you want to get him more live reps so that he can see things. He can uh, pick up blitzes. He can get more hands on the ball, catching out of the backfield and just really build up his um, his confidence. You know, no matter who you are, you have to get more touches to get more confidence. I think Don is somebody who plays at a high level when he's in his rhythm. And so you want him to get active. But to your point, you don't want to wear him out. Uh, going into this playoffs, it's usually the deepest team who has the best chance to win, right? The Ticats have proven they've got multiple quarterbacks. They've got different guys. They, they usually have seven, eight, nine guys catching a pass in a game. They've yeah. got a lot of receivers. 
they've proven that they got depth on the offensive line because they've been tested. Almost everybody except Brandon Revenberg has been hurt. So in the running back position, I think Don Jackson, he gets his spins. But if the Ticats go up, I expect him to get a little bit of rest. Let uh, Sean Thomas Erlington, let Malik Irons, let Jackson Bennett, let those guys get touches and and spread the wealth around because there's no rookies in the postseason. And so uh, guys who don't get as much action, you want them to get comfortable in case they get caught under that spotlight. You want them to be ready to make their play. First thing I thought of, too, when I when Tiger Cats clinched after Montreal's loss, the, the semifinal was Darius Sirocco, game time decision. I would be surprised if if he plays now. How about you? Uh, to be honest, you know, uh, when when a guy has an injury, a, a back injury like he does, and you're playing on the offensive line, uh, that's something that is hard to get away from. You know, it's hard to put a bandage or a brace on that, and especially when you, you got to bend over every every down and then get back up and get a 300-pound man leaning on you. It's something that... You know, if you don't have to rush it back, then please don't uh, just for the sake of your life after football. Um, so I, I wouldn't expect to see him play. But I think, again, that goes to fortifying that offensive line. You got a guy like Yarbrough in there. The coaches really have a lot of confidence in these guys. They brought him up here for a reason. And especially in a year where, you know, if you bring a guy up, he might have to quarantine for 12, 14 days. You're extremely selective with who you're bringing through because you can't have that carousel of players that you might have in a traditional year. These guys come here and they're here to stay because there's a time that they have to spend before they can actually play. So you can't just bring a guy in and send a guy home. You have to actually let them get a chance. And so all of these guys here are, are handpicked, very selective, this coaching staff. I think they've done an amazing job on the offensive line. Um, they've got their veterans, of course, anchoring that thing. But the new guys who stepped in, they've, they've done a pretty good job, and they're going to need to continue to do a good job going up against A.C. Leonard and those guys on Saskatchewan who are one of the best teams at sacking the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, and they'll have two guys. You mentioned A.C. Leonard and Jonathan Woodard. They tied for the sacks lead with 10 each, so there might be a little internal competition there. So the offensive line will be tested. By the way, after the game, Tiger Cats post game with Louie, Andy, Courtney, you'll be joining the guys. A chance to hear from Coach O, so that'll be uh, interesting. His thoughts going into the East semifinal. Of course, a, a top Tiger Cat player of the game will also be on Tiger Cats post game immediately following today's game. Uh, wanted to ask you, because you were great defensive back in the CFL, Kamal Roll, he's kind of gone back and forth. He was playing the boundary corner. Then Frankie Williams got hurt. Five games at field corner. Now back to boundary corner. How much of a of a difference is that uh, for for a player? Well, I mean, the position's got the same name, but I'll be honest with you: the field corner is more akin to the free safety than it is to the boundary corner. The boundary is a very narrow, uh, close to the quarterback position where you got to have great footwork. You got to be physical. You got to be tough. You got to have confidence. You're going to see the ball more frequently and you're going up against the opponent's star receiver. It's just not a place for the weak at heart. You have to be ready to battle. You know, you're going to be tested. And quite frankly, um, I don't think anybody's ever emerged from the boundary corner unscathed. So it takes a certain mental fortitude to go in there. And I think Jamal Roll has all the attributes that you want for a boundary corner. I mean, he's big, he's strong, he can tackle, he can shed blocks, and of course he can defend passes. He's one of the best pass defenders in this league with a ton of breakups. As a matter of fact, the Ticats, they've got, let's see, um, I think leading the league in pass breakups, and they got 15 picks. Yep. So, so 
um, you know, he's one of the main reasons why it's tough for opponents to really stretch the field. And I like him in the boundary a little bit more than in the uh, field because you're going to get more use out of him. You know, there's a guy who's sitting in the back, waiting, waiting, waiting to make a play. That's awesome. And he does a great job of that. And it's a valuable position when the ball's thrown there. But a guy like Jamal Rowe, you want to get him into action. You want him to be in, you know, one out of every three to four plays instead of one out of every nine to ten plays. Speaking of defense, there will be a pregame ceremony to celebrate Angelo Mosca. That'll be special. If you're going to the game, you're encouraged to be there by 3.30 to, to take part in that pregame ceremony. So if you're an Angelo Mosca fan, and I don't know many Ticats fans who aren't, uh, be sure to try to be there by by 3.30. I, I want to ask you about the, the defense coming in against Saskatchewan. Isaac Harker is going to be their starting quarterback. They're not even bringing Cody Fajardo. Uh, what, do you, what do you expect from from this defense with an inexperienced quarterback? I expect them to pin their ears back and, and try to confuse him, try to make him throw some errant throws. Um, let's just be honest, man. This is the CFL and everybody is a good player, but um, we're talking about a quarterback who has yet to throw his first touchdown pass in the CFL. And now I don't, I don't know if you're a veteran or if you're a rookie, if you're a linebacker, if you're a safety, you're all looking at that stat and thinking, I have one up on this guy. I've seen more than this guy. I know what puts a guy on his heels. And so whether it's uh, Mark Washington dialing up a few more pressure looks or whether it's, uh, you know, Simone Lawrence just telling him a little something after the play that's going to get him mentally off the game. Or if it's a guy like, you know, Jamal Roll or Tunde Adelicate changing uh, the look of a defense so that he's not 100% certain where the defense is going to go after they break from their initial alignment. You know, those are the things that I expect a veteran defense like the Ticats have to do against a very inexperienced quarterback like Harker. I mean, he's he's got a great coaching staff over there and they've done things. Obviously, they've won a ton of games. I mean, they're nine and four. You don't become nine and four by luck. So they've got good things in place. And also when you can throw the ball up to uh, some of those receivers like they got there in Sask, I mean, um, that also is going to help you. I mean, they got a guy like Kean Schaefer Baker. He's one of the young emerging stars in this league. Uh, I like to watch him play. Shaq Evans, also very dominant, tough to defend, will be a great matchup for Jamal Roll in that boundary. Um, but the key is getting the ball to those guys, right? So if the quarterback gets time, which he may, because the Ticats haven't sacked the quarterback too much this year, um, I think it's going to be more about the deception on the back end and really locking up those receivers in man-to-man to make it tough on them. Oh, I'm excited to see what this defense has in store. They're a group with a lot of pride, and I know coming out of that last game, they, they want to get back on track and going into the playoffs. Uh, Simone Lawrence, does he pass Hitch for the all-time leading tackler today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> when you have a game like this, there's, of course, there's the big macro headline, you know, lock up home field advantage. But then each individual player has their own goals that they're striving for. There's guys with different bonuses, lead the league in this. If Carriel Brooks finishes the season leading the league in interceptions, I'm pretty sure his agent would have been good enough to throw something in there where he can get a nice little bonus. He'll be working towards that. And then you've got guys who, on the other side of the ball, we're talking about guys who are competing for sack leader. we got guys who are competing for career records. Um, and especially a guy like Simone, he loves to play the game. He would go there and play for free. You know they only pay these guys to practice, RJ. So <laughs> I expect to see him flying around around and trying to dive on every single pile so that he can rack up 
all those tackles. You never know when it's going to be your last game. You got to play like it is. So Simone needs three to pass Rob Hitchcock. And speaking of Hitch, he'll be part of the game broadcast. He'll be on the sideline. Uh, game broadcast at four o'clock, of course, at kickoff with myself and Luke Tasker and Hitch. So we'll be able to hear from him pretty shortly after if Simone Lawrence is able to break that record for all-time leading tackler for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. This is Tiger Cats game day with RJ Broadhead and Courtney Steven. How happy were you as a former defensive back to see all the awards going to Tiger Cats defensive backs with Adela Kay getting most outstanding Canadian, Des Lawrence, most outstanding rookie, and, and Nick Cross. I know they have him listed as the, the Sam linebacker, but, you know, he can play a little DB too, so he got most outstanding special teams. Does that warm your heart a bit to see the guys in the DB room win all those awards? Oh, totally. And, and what they'll tell you in that room is that group success is prerequisite to individual success. That's just the mindset these guys have. And when you play as a unit, and you have an opportunity to make your play, it just makes the whole entire team that much better. A guy like Des Lords, man, he is so technically sound when you watch him play. He keeps his eyes in the right spot. He stays in phase with the receiver. He uses the skills that Mark Washington and, and Craig Butler coach into these guys every day. I know as a fact because I watched the film. I've seen him take advantage of opportunities. And when you do that and then your team is hot at the right time, that's when the awards come down. Especially happy for a guy like Tunde Adelike. He's back there, you know, calling the shots, making sure everybody's lined up. And he's matured in this league a lot over the last couple of seasons. It's good to see because you want to see a guy like him with so much talent athletically continue to mature as a leader. And I think he's done that. For those listeners who are going to Tim Hortons Field today, Tiger Cats have partnered with ProWire. And what that is, you can watch the game and the audio of the call with myself and Luke Tasker and, and Hitch will be real time. So bring your phone, bring your headphones. You got to be in stadium on the in stadium Wi Fi. Um, if you're on Android, you'll have to download the ProWire app. But it's the, the first time being able to listen to this. You'll hear the sounds from the field. It's, it's, it's fun because it's so frustrating when you go to a game and try to listen and it's not in sync. So this is, this is real time and you'll get a survey at the end if you take part in it. And we'd love to hear your, your thoughts on that. Uh, so we're game day, four o'clock kickoff, Courtney, just your final thoughts going into this game against Saskatchewan and the, the regular season wrapping up. Well, Saskatchewan's a great team. You're not going to see Cody Fajardo. You're not going to see Duke Williams, uh, you're not going to see Powell in the backfield, but nonetheless, they've got a great team with guys like Ed Gady back there who's played 125 games in this league. Um, he knows how to find the ball. He knows how to make plays. So you can't fall asleep. You have to show up. There's nothing that will be more demoralizing than losing at home before the playoffs. So I expect the Ticats to come out there guns blazing. Coach O has a lot of pride. He doesn't want to ever lay down. He wants to keep building, and he knows that there's a lot of room between where this team is at and the potential they can reach. So the line on this one last night was six and a half. I don't know if the bookers, the bookies uh, knew that the starting quarterback wasn't going to play or that Saskatchewan hasn't won a game by more than five points in their last six. But I, I would take the tie Cats in this one all day. Uh, they just they, they got more reason to win this one, and they're at home. So I'm looking for the tie Cats to pull this one out. Awesome stuff, Courtney. Could talk to you all day. Uh, you did a great job getting all of us set up for, for the game against Saskatchewan. Uh, appreciate chatting with you. Always. 
So now you're set up for the final regular season game at Tim Hortons Field. Kickoff at 4 o'clock. We know there will be an Eastern semifinal at Tim Hortons Field. We know there will be a Grey Cup at Tim Hortons Field. We'll just wait and see if the Tiger Cats will be in the Grey Cup. Lots of work to do before that, but thanks for listening to Tiger Cats Game Day on the Tiger Cats Audio Network.